Tonight, we press play on the last seven days and unpack the week from the cheap seats with your hosts, Melanie Bracewell and Tim McDonald. Good Sport lover, stand-up comedian Sam Garlop is here. Exactly. And sticking with sport, Commonwealth, Commonwealth Games gold medalist Maeve Plouffe is here. Absolutely. Well, let's get the latest from Birmingham. Very exciting day ahead, of course, in Birmingham. Let's catch up with all the sports news. Here's Mike. Hi. Uh, it's Paul, but thank you very much, Sarah. Oh, Rebecca, good morning. Good to meet you. Do that, Tom. It's just <laughs> Well, the Commonwealth Games have wrapped up. Two weeks of sitting on the couch, chanting... Aussie, 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 have a crack. No. <laughs> <laughs> the athletes have left Birmingham with medals they'll treasure and keep safe forever. Elijah Winnington getting one of his medals stuck in a bench. Yeah, let's get this on TV. <laughs> <laughs> Aussie, 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 stuck in a crack. It was a bronze, though, so we put it back. Um, <laughs> well, let's take a look at the final medal tally. New Zealand sits comfortably in fourth. Comfortably yeah. in fourth. <laughs> the saddest thing about that clip is that we actually were fifth. So, <laughs> I was going to say, not that comfortable. Comfortably fifth, that's the Channel 10 motto. Uh, <laughs> well, last week for the Kiwis, it was... My silver is as good as gold. This week... My Birmingham bronze... Is as good as gold. As good as gold. <laughs> Still, there were so many great Kiwi performances. 1500 metre runner Sam Tanner, who is, quote, the happiest sixth place finisher ever. <laughs> as good as gold. That was amazing. He was comfortably fifth, but then sadly finished sixth, as good as gold. What a week. Look, we came close to the netball final. It'll be a close one. It'll be a close match. It's going to be close. I think it'll be close. It wasn't. It wasn't close. <laughs> wasn't close. As good as gold. What a week for the Kiwis. We'll, we'll be talking about these games for years to come. No one more than the parents of boxer Callum Peters. You're, of course, uh, the coach, coach as well. How have you seen his progression? Oh, awesome, mate. Every, every fight, he's going more and more. OK, I've got no more words, mate. He's running more words. <laughs> <laughs> so on the athletes, though, the focus shifts. But um, certainly for two years' time, Tokyo is in the forefront of my mind. Um, Tokyo, Paris is in yeah. the forefront of my mind. The forefront. Let's head to Sunrise to assemble a team of Commonwealth Games greats. Madness in the green room at the moment. Yes, Yana's got her twins. Uh, we've got Mel's Packers in there. <laughs> Cash Cow had an RDO. What is going on there? Well, bizarrely, Sunrise spoke to the alpaca. Hef, what do you think about it? We don't need the boom, Mike. <laughs> what are we doing there? He doesn't have any more words. Well, Mel, the other big event this week was the Echo, the Queensland show that kicked off this week. Full of friendly animals. They're so friendly, they're almost dog-like. These are the only two that live in, uh, the... Uh, how? Unfortunately. Oh, get out of here. She's looking for attention constantly. So, uh, come down and give Judy a pat and hurry, please. <laughs> Before she kills me. Well, everywhere at the Ecker, there's fun to be had. I've been told that it's pretty scary, so my crew and I thought that we'd give it a go. <laughs> Right. <laughs> oh, God. Hughie said that clown was Beyonce, so oh, that's, that's, that's awesome. Well, the Echo, there's a petting zoo where people can come hold the animals. Some a little 
too tightly. These baby ducklings were only born on Monday. When you've got white knuckles, yeah. I feel like that's a sign. Sunrise building Koshi's Ark. What's going on there? <laughs> One thing people can't get a hold of this week. Drugs. Yes. There are supply shortages across the country. Not sure Sunrise picked the best footage. ADHD treatment is the latest product to fall victim to the supply crunch. Ritalin is in short supply across the country. Families struggling what? to get their hands on the drug <laughs> as it's right from shelves. <laughs> Still no excuse to run your child over. Yeah, good point. <laughs> well, the cost of living crisis continues, Mel. Let's get the latest. <laughs> Breaking news now. Thankfully, <laughs> the Ritalin's kicked in. <laughs> to be clear, he's not on drugs. Um, you get a problem with people with ADHD, Tim? No, Ritalin's as good as gold. <laughs> um, <laughs> But now, with fears of a global recession, there's bad news and good news. Some will end up losing their homes. Richard, can I just say on a brighter note that you're looking magnificent this morning. <laughs> you're looking so tan since you lost your home. <laughs> the only home he can afford is a solarium, so he is looking really good. Inflation is soaring, but the Reserve Bank is keen to keep it between 2 and 3%. Quote, over time, unquote. What the hell does over time well, yeah. mean? <laughs> Look, it means keeping inflation... Around 3%. What does around no, mean? we don't have time to explain everything. <laughs> Alan Jones interviewed an economic expert. What does interview mean? Yes, well, it means Alan talks and his guest doesn't. You do wonderful work. You can read Terry McCran in News Limited, the most incisive and instructive and informative columns that you'll get. But Terry's been talking about this for years and he and I have been talking about it for years. <laughs> well, the rubber's at the road now and someone's going to have to can wake I up. Wait. <laughs> Alan, can I just say something very quickly? <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Look, Alan Showmel, it's part news, part spelling bee. There is a council of peaks, P-E-A-K-S, wonderful insights. David Maddox, M-A-D-D-O-X. The full name <laughs> is David Beckham Elka Tok Hongu. Don't. E-L-K-A-T-O-H-C-H-O-N-G-O. Well, Queensland MP Bob Catter, K-A-T-T-E-R, <laughs> knows who's responsible for the current crisis. The people in this parliament, you and I, are responsible for this. Yeah, no. Reminds me of some of my gigs, but who does Bob Catter represent? I represent almost every banana in Australia. <laughs> One politician in New Zealand has a solution to the cost of living crisis. It's called Bills by Lunch Money Lewis, one of my favourite songs. You ready for it? And sums up how New Zealanders are feeling across this country. Got bills, I've got to pay. So I'm going to work, work, work every day. I've got mouths. Is that have time for the full song? Represents almost every kiwi fruit in New Zealand. Okay, so. great. We'll stick around. What does around mean? Well, it means we've got to take a break. Back with more of the cheat sheets. It's been. It's International Friendship Day. International Lipstick Day. World Lasagna Day. It's World Oyster Day tomorrow. <laughs> World Oyster Day Eve. What a day. <laughs> now that's our favourite weatherman, Murph from Seven News Tasmania, where things between him and host Kim Miller 
They're a little frosty. Kim, I did buy two dozen oysters to share with you tonight, but I ate them all. Yes, I know, I'm very shellfish. <laughs> That's why I need a holiday. What's the best diet? Food for thought, isn't it? Oh, spare me. Good night, Murph. Kim, you've had a good Friday as well. Hardly a stumble tonight. Oh, how rude. Good night. Good night. Includes World Friendship Day. <laughs> well, let's get the latest weather from the US. Our winds will change. Right now, kind of hung up just a little bit. Oh, I moved the map. I didn't know I, I can do that. Wow. <laughs> introduce a hurricane. Um, what's the weather like in the UK? The western part of Europe is in yellow. Um, I'm colourblind so it could be a bright orange, but either way it's in a very bright colour. You know the saying, green sky at night, shepherd's delight. <laughs> well, let's get the latest weather from Australia Mel and Channel 9's Natalia Cooper, who does a great job presenting the weather, despite actually being allergic to the weather. Augusta. Pardon me. There's a strong wind warning. <coughs> Pardon me. In Esperance. <coughs> Pardon me. On the waters. <coughs> oh, might have some pet hair in my throat. <laughs> now we know. Now we know who's been eating the office pets. Oh God. <laughs> Meanwhile, on the Today Show, weatherman Dan has no time for banter. Uh, it is time to check your weekend weather. Dan Anstey, who's at Malulaba Marina in Queensland. I find it hard not to say Malulaba without going. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just, just in time for World Orchid Banter Day. Yeah. <laughs> as we call them Tuesdays. Uh, <laughs> still, though, he's got no time for it, though. Not as much as Irish breakfast TV, Mel, where they don't have time for anything. Very tasty. There we go. So we've only a minute left. Oh, James. Now, we don't have much time, so we need to move on. Captain, we're running out of time, okay. so... We've only got about a minute here, Captain. We've only a minute left. We've got about a minute. In there Stop uh, talking. Well. And turn it off. In just a little second. split two-minute noodles over three episodes. <laughs> what are they doing? Staying in the UK, and this week it was graduation time at the University of Nottingham. I want some of that. As in the drink, whatever she was drinking. So badly went wrong there. on now and heading back home and to the two big heartwarming stories on 7 News Gold Coast. Bargain books, the second-hand stories up for grabs this weekend and protecting yourself from escalating knife crime. quickly. <laughs> well, speaking of crime, it's been a big week in the world of crime. So it's time to put the sirens on. assured the streets are safe because we're there patrolling for the biggest crime stories. I'll take it from here. <laughs> for WAML and a big meth bust. 14 kilograms of meth off the streets in two separate stings. You can't just go down to the local shopping centre and buy this quantity of drugs. You have to know people. <laughs> do with my Westfield voucher now. <laughs> There's also been a bust on the Gold Coast and Channel 9 are looking on the bright side. But they didn't have to search very hard because a 51-year-old woman was caught weighing and packaging heroin on the kitchen counter when they worked in, uh, walked in. It's a good thing to see she wakes up with the Today Show. <laughs> 
I don't reckon she goes to sleep. <laughs> Interestingly, one Studio 10 viewer was found weighing packages of Metamucil. So <laughs> it's been a big week for Mel to a man who illegally climbed a crane in South Australia. High above the city's skyline, a man perched dangerously in a crane's cabin. Thankfully, they got him down with a team of trained negotiators. Don't be a and get out. Right, OK, great. <laughs> That's the magic word. I'm a fan of the Channel 9 crime reporters who get straight down to business. Mr Fisher, hello. Did you steal a dead man's wallet? <laughs> I love that. Hello. Uh, Do, does work as a pick-up line. Just, <laughs> There's been chaos on the roads this week. Smashing into the store after clipping this parked car. The occupants of that car... <laughs> I see the problem, but speaking of cars, what? I think it's time for a word from our sponsor. <laughs> and you know what that means. <laughs> it's a text from our producer about crime time. <laughs> it means it's cars 24 time. They're back. And do you know why they're back? They couldn't get an influencer. No, because, because the idea is catching on, Mel. You can get a used car online delivered to your door in seven days or less and comes with a 100% money-back guarantee. I want some of that. Don't we all? <laughs> Great deal. Speaking of transport, Mel, let's head to Coffs Harbour. Trying to hail this bus driver? No need. There isn't one. It's a cockatoo and... Um... <laughs> now, those are driverless buses, Mel, where safety is paramount. This six-seater model has been running at Coffs Harbour for the past four years, ironing out a few kinks. Like, for instance, when a seagull comes in front of the bus, the difference between that and a toddler. Important distinction. Yeah, I get that right. <laughs> you have driverless buses here. Meanwhile, in New Zealand, we have. We've discovered a thriving video store still going strong, renting out DVDs. Wow. Huge, amazing. There it, is actually. Oh. I was just going to say, MP3 players are going to blow your mind. Just, yeah. just get ready for them. Well, there is big news in Wellington. They're suffering a water shortage, which means shorter showers. Worst case scenario, households will be restricted to two minute showers. Well, how are they going to measure that? But it's also kind of ridiculous. Oh, I do girl guide, so I'll be right. <laughs> she doesn't have enough time to get the loofer off her head. Yeah, it's not long enough. Some people aren't worried at all. It's fine by me. I find it hard to last longer in a shower than two minutes anyway. We're still talking about showers. <laughs> well, they're not the only ones talking showers. Is it any wonder that this glorious tree is called a golden shower? <laughs> Hard to last more than two minutes under one of those. So. Well, that is our favourite gardener, Penny McKinlay now, which means it's time for. Cut <laughs> this! Time to step into the garden. Oh. It's been a couple of weeks. Um, <laughs> might need a couple more, more golden showers. <laughs> Dug back through the archives, Mel, to find some more magical moments of gardening greatness from Penny McKinley. She's been everywhere. I'm in Gnome Town. Gnome Town? <laughs> what is she doing in Gnome Town? I've got a magnificent nudist beach, and I'm booked in, not for today, but I am when the summer comes. Well, Penny has a habit, Mel, of finding beautiful things in the garden. Absolutely beautiful. Come on, and I'll show you some of the precious things that it's got. We've got a dear old thunderbox. A dummy. A dummy. And that was. Drop <laughs> this! And you'll get right back in line the cheese seats right after this. Welcome back. Time to 
world, all things cultural. So would you please welcome to the desk, Mel Tresina. Lovely to see you, Mel, but some sad news this week in showbiz. Yeah, so we can't talk arts and entertainment without first paying tribute to Olivia Newton-John. Some very sad news with her passing. So I wanted to bring you one of my favourite moments, aside from Greece, which was her appearance recreating the physical film clip in Glee. So here she was in fine form, getting lifted by topless men and clearly moving on from Danny Zuko. It's just <laughs> power shot. That's what Mel calls a warm-up. So. <laughs> uh, she was an iconic woman. That is an iconic song and I'm going to be blasting it all week. So I'm sorry to my neighbours. I hope they are a fan. Uh, it was a massive week in TV with the premieres of The Block, My Kitchen Rules and The Masked Singer all taking place on Sunday night. And this year they all tried to outdo each other with who had the biggest celebrities. On The Masked Singer they had former Spice Girl. On MKR, it was Cooking Superstar. Nigella. 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 <laughs> wow. And on the block, it was... Time as a plumber with over 17 years worth of experience. Uh, wow. So what the block might lack in celebrities, they make up for in giving fans of the show the opportunity to be on their favourite show, like Oz and Omar. He hasn't watched the block, I've watched the block. I'm going to be honest with you, I haven't watched the block in all one season. He told me many times to watch I told him I just can't do it. <laughs> Finally, someone on the show I can relate to. Uh, and it wouldn't be The Block without its very subtle in-program sponsorships. Bloodstones, Aussie. They've pulled on their bloodstones. And the mighty helpful team from Marta 10 have delivered their kits. Well, we got some Makita battery chargers and we used to leave. <laughs> Something we would never do. Unless our sponsor was Domino's. <laughs> Introducing Domino's new burger joint burgers. They look like pizzas, but they taste just like your favourite burger. Finally, a burger designed to be delivered from Domino's. What is going on? <laughs> <laughs> just thought I'd take the opportunity to earn a bit of extra. <laughs> that's, that's cheese. <laughs> Pizza. Big thank you to Domino's. Great to have them on board. Mel. Uh, now, I mentioned the return of the masked singer, and it looks like Husey has been sharpening his guessing skills. This is a great singer, and I've got Miley Cyrus vibes. And, uh... But would Miley sing her own song? Would Miley sing her own song? Because that's her song. That's but... probably why I was reminded of Miley. <laughs> <laughs> New judge Mel B joined the show, and is it just me or is she using the show to spruik her resume? I was a judge on X Factor here, so when I hosted in Melbourne Dancing with the Stars, I was an America's Got Talent with her for like seven years. Weird that she didn't mention the most successful show she's been on. Thank you. I think she thought you were Brendan Favola, so she's a little confused. Uh, that, of course, is at the Logies, her letting me know what she thinks of my interviewing skills, mm. and I slayed it. <laughs> In her words. I think, I think you stuffed it. <laughs> like a Domino's cross. <laughs> it's full of delicious, delicious flavour. Uh, Nine's Beauty and the Geek finale took place during the week. We saw the couples give their final pitches to the jury with Beauty Tegan going into her first impressions when joining the show. I came into this experience thinking, how am I going to get along with a geek or even hold a conversation with a geek? Because I considered them to be extremely intelligent people and I knew that wasn't me. I don't have a huge vocabulary. I don't know if I can even understand the words they're going to speak to me. <laughs> Wait, 
Jones. What does that mean? What does it mean? <laughs> she's, she's Alan Jones's producer. So. <laughs> Season two of RuPaul's Drag Race Down Under has been dropping on stand. This is the first time that I've ever watched the show and I'm obsessed. Ten drag queens from Australia and New Zealand battle it out with the winner taking home $50,000. We also get celebrity cameos. So last year they had the Minogues. This time... G'day, g'day, g'day. Oh, my God. Bindi and Rob Irwin. Oh, my God. <laughs> I was a little too excited for the Irwins. But good to see the queens are always acting. <laughs> from, from the Uber Eats ads. <laughs> <laughs> and in each episode, a queen gets evicted, like poor Aubrey Have. Now what do I do? Just go home? Yeah, that's the point of, <laughs> that's the point of an eviction. <laughs> Sad week in the Tresina household with Love Island UK coming to an end. I was waiting for a reaction, but that's fine. <laughs> uh, but not before the Islanders made their final declarations of love. It's the little things that made me fall in love with you. The tantrums, the way you say shut up, the way you've been pushing yourself out of your comfort zone, the way you hold yourself, and especially when you call me a knobhead. <laughs> okay, so love might have been too strong a word. Thankfully, she couldn't understand him. He's a geek, so it's all, it's all a bit confusing. Now it's time to see... What's Um, <laughs> let's quickly get an update on Doghouse UK. Let's start with this family who are looking for another dog to keep their current dog, Dave, company. Is Dave the reason that you're here today? He looks miserable. Oh. Um, he shouldn't do. There's always someone around the house at home. So we just thought, actually, maybe it's because, you know, he needs a little friend. Do you want a friend, Dave? <laughs> <laughs> or a dog Prozac. Uh, but I'm wondering if Dave's sadness might be caused by something else. Do I notice he's missing a leg? Yes. Yeah. He's yeah. Yeah. There's a leg missing there. Yeah. Is that something happened since you've had him? Or it is, is, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm not sure if that family should be getting a second dog. Uh, I don't want to end on a sad note, so here's a woman who found her dream dog and with it, the missing piece in her life. Just don't tell her partner that. The companionship that I longed for, I've definitely found it in Marley. I mean, you didn't find it in me for four and a half years, but she found it in a dog. <laughs> I mean, you did say you're marrying me, not the dog, right? <laughs> right? When you say found the missing piece, was it a fourth leg? <laughs> <laughs> and that was... Arts and Entertainment. So would you please thank Mel Tresina! Welcome back. We're watching the Tuesday. Sadly, Titus O'Reilly couldn't be here tonight, so stepping up to the plate is stand-up comedian, sports lover, and the only Aussie swimmer who didn't win gold, Sam Good. Thank you. Oh, guys, thank you so much for having me. Thanks for bringing me off the bench to make my television debut. <laughs> Unless but, you count those times on RBT. Can't, can't, can't show that, but it'd be television, it's Channel 10. Uh, you are filling in, of course, for Titus O'Reilly. Can't be here tonight. Oh, and what an honour to be here filling in for Titus. Do we have an update on why he's missing work today? COVID, monkeypox and foot and mouth disease. <laughs> He uh, just won 2022 bingo. Okay. Um, I'm a bit behind. I still need meninger cockle and chlamydia. So, um, yeah. uh, he did say he was at home keeping an eye on the games, though. There we go. Mm -hmm. There he is, bottom left. Yeah. We, can't, we, we still can't show any footage from those games. 
Channel VII's got the rights. We can't show that. Well, guys, so excited to be here. So much sport to get through, and Channel 9 covered it all. So that wasn't a mistake, they were just uh, covering on the Lawn Bowls highlights. So. <laughs> <laughs> I will get into the games in a minute, but let's kick off with the World Athletics Under-20 Championships taking place at the moment, where Italian athlete Alberto Nonino suffered some unique difficulties in the 400 metres. So the final event... There is a bit of a loose start. One. Not as loose as his shorts, though. Uh, yes, that is his penis. Is it his penis or Domino's new Italian sausage man? <laughs> that is coming out. So. <laughs> no, uh, no. To be fair, the decathlon is a very difficult. <laughs> <event>. <laughs> <laughs> Now, I want to talk about the Commonwealth Games, uh, where the Aussies are sweeping the field, picking up our thousandth gold medal this week. Michael Rowland spoke to two of the gold medal winners to tackle the big questions. But there's this expression called crunning, which is new to me. Uh, Shani, do you want to let our viewers know what crunning means? <laughs> is it the previous clip? Is it? <laughs> it's cock it's out running. running. <laughs> <laughs> He, he did manage to pick up some of the lingo, though. There's also cromiting as well, so it's crying, vomiting and running <laughs> at the same time. <laughs> That'd be me, crying and cromiting. Uh... <laughs> we call that a printerview. <laughs> Cringe and interview at the same time. <laughs> now, the Aussies have had such great success in Birmingham that it's causing some weight limit issues for returning athletes. Do you need help? Yes, please. That's what happens when you get two medals. You need help carrying them. She's crummaging for the <laughs> yeah, now, The New Zealand team, I don't think, had the same oh, issue, shit. Mel, did they? <laughs> Bronze is a little lighter than gold. Hey! And when it's in the carry-on, <laughs> still can't fit it. You can't even see it with the 46 participation ribbons in there. Yeah. But... Oh, okay. Right. It's as good as gold! <laughs> well done. Now over to the tennis. Nick Kyrgios has taken home some silverware this week with what's now his trademark foolproof move on match point. I love this. Asking a member of the crowd where he should serve. And now his trademark serve. Fault. Yeah. <laughs> Works every time. <laughs> well, we went one further. We asked a member of the crowd to present the sports segment. <laughs> so, works every time. Uh, that clip cut off a little bit earlier. They didn't show right after that uh, he did break three rackets oh, okay. on that lady's head. Oh, so, yeah. Yeah. He asked a member of the crowd who to spit at. To the NRL now, <laughs> Jamin Salmon made headlines this week after a nasty incident in the Penrith vs Raiders clash. Oh, it was the ninth minute of play. Oh. Starling and Mariota. Oh, well, he's got, he's got the double oh. over here. The commentators making fun. And then one on the chin. What, what up in the penthouse? <laughs> <laughs> one in the basement. <laughs> Put your whatever story you like on it. <laughs> 
just like the commentary in the penthouse, in the basement, in the lunchbox. We're <laughs> millennials. We don't own a home, so that's really crazy. Uh, but interestingly, the Raiders coach Ricky Stewart has known Salmon since he was a kid, so he was actually pretty understanding with his comments. Oh, that is true with that kid. I know that kid very well. He's, he was a weak gutted dog as a kid, and he hasn't changed now. He's a weak gutted dog person now. <laughs> A week got a dog is actually one of the costumes on Mars Singer this year. Oh, yeah. <laughs> to the UK, where rugby player Jack Johnson has had a rough week. Basically, over the last few days, I ended up, I had a bit of a freak injury at training. I've ended up losing one of my testicles, and it was actually my favourite one, my left one, uh, unfortunately. <laughs> Johnson, and he says they're always better together. So. <laughs> yeah. Do you have a favourite testicle? <laughs> you need to stop asking yes. every guest sorry, that. Sorry. <laughs> he sadly had a testicle explode at training. Thankfully, it's not playing on his mind. And how yeah. do you sum up uh, the, the current season for Newcastle Thunder? Yeah, do you know, it has been a bit of a, a testy one for us. Uh, I'm not going to lie. We've not been on the ball as we should have been. <laughs> So, Testy one is all he's got left. <laughs> <laughs> the Australia Cup rolls on. It's a knockout football competition where the A-League teams play uh, local teams from around Australia, including teams from Tasmania. The Devonport Strikers became the first Tasmanian team to play against an A-League side. Despite the rain, lopsided result and a mankini-clad rebel, the night was a resounding success. <laughs> a, a resounding success. I, I think we found Titus. Uh, <laughs> a resounding success. Thankfully, the streaker had thought his plan through. How would the mankini have held up? Have you worried about the fine? Is there a fine? <laughs> On that note, we've got to take a break. Would you please thank Sam Garland? <laughs> well, the Commonwealth Games has finally finished with the closing ceremony with one Aussie athlete front and centre. Diver Melissa Wu has been honoured. Uh, she's been named as the flag bearer for Australia. What an incredible honour. She actually wasn't planning on attending the closing ceremony. She had a pizza night planned. OK, great. <laughs> A Domino's pizza night. Yes, of course. Well, someone who was in Birmingham but is back home now is one of the stars of the show. So would you please welcome to the desk gold and silver medalist Maeve Plume. Maeve, thank you so much for coming on. Congratulations for your Birmingham success. You've brought them there. Those are the two medals. Oh, my gosh. And, yeah. and it looks like a camembert cheese roll package. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. In the boxes. Oh. just jealous because they're medals. <laughs> <laughs> Congratulations, Maeve. The country, we're super proud of you. How does it feel to be walking away from the Commonwealth Games with a gold and a silver? Look, I'm absolutely ecstatic, although I was a little bit worried that I wasn't going to get this silver medal home. It actually got pulled up uh, in the metal detector at Heathrow Airport. Oh they gosh. tried to confiscate it because I think they thought it was some kind of illegal weapon and I was wow. going to come swinging it in the plane. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, all ours were confiscated as well. That's why we were in the tally. <laughs> Well, you won those medals in the cycling. You're an amazing cyclist. What was the atmosphere like in Birmingham? Uh, it was incredible. And to have the crowd there, especially after Tokyo, where we didn't have much of a crowd, we finally had people in the stands cheering. I had my family there. And so to do it in front of them was incredible. What's it like having a family cheer you on? <laughs> <laughs> it is, it is nice. It is yes. nice. Okay, <laughs> it seems like from what I 
saw, there were a lot of Aussie fans, but because you guys were right at the top, there were a lot of people that didn't want Aussies to win. Did you feel any of that vibe from... Not in this country. Okay. (laughs) I mean, 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 because you were doing so well and everyone roots for the the underdog, right? Did you find any of that atmosphere at the the games as well? Did you from the Northern Ireland fans? Yeah, yeah. I was going to say. With Bermuda mean to you. Everyone was pretty nice, thankfully, and we had the big Aussie flags up pretty high. I think my parents were screaming louder than everyone else in the stands combined, so we definitely could hear the Aussies cheering us on. Okay, (laughs) amazing. I'm just trying to bring it back to um, New Zealand. Uh, (laughs) So there is a bit of rivalry there, right? So in in one, you beat a Kiwi, and one, you got beat by a Kiwi. I I was almost worried that the reason I come on the show is because I'd been beaten by a Kiwi. You're back from Birmingham. What's the, what's the difference, Commonwealth Games and Olympics? Because you have been to Tokyo. What, what's the difference as an athlete? Um, Australians tend to treat them the same and with the same level. Um, hopefully, people at home got to watch the cycling. I think we sometimes fight a little bit for airtime with the swimmers. So people <laughs> yeah. are probably like, oh, that's an interesting-looking swimming race. But... <laughs> <laughs> It's the same, um, so I'm so what, glad Australians watch. What you're saying, mate, is that Emma McCann's had it too good for too long. Yeah. <laughs> is that what you're time, please. <laughs> well, you're on Channel 10, so still no. not quite there. <laughs> you are part of the Women's Team Pursuit. What is your role within the team? Yeah, so at the Commonwealth Games, I rode third wheel, so third in the line. And... Classic, Tim's used to that. <laughs> I was, was going to say, mate, you're, you're stealing my moves. <laughs> So I'm pretty much the, I guess, the glue that keeps the team together. So I settle the pace from the start. And then in my second turn on the front, I just have to deliver nice and smooth for our final rider, Georgia, to lift it at the finish line, which she obviously did a very good job of. Well, you obviously <laughs> delivered it to her in perfect condition. <laughs> I thought she was a little scratchy. <laughs> oh, my God. Thanks to you, you've got us home for the gold. So in terms of cycling, in terms of the prestige, does it go Commonwealth Games, Olympics, Deliveroo? Where... <laughs> Some of these Uber Eats and delivery riders, they're just going straight through traffic lights left, right and centre. They scare me. I get overtaken by them on the road. I'm glad that a professional cyclist gets scared by the Uber Eats cyclist. That's um, we, we saw that your parents made it over to Birmingham. Having them watch, is that more pressure? Trying to, you know, perform in front of them? Um, I don't think it's more pressure. You know, hopefully we'll see the shirts that they have on in a second. Yeah, Yeah. so here you go. Um, So they have superimposed my head as an adult onto a photo of me riding a track as a kid. And underneath... Do they have licensing rights to your image? (laughs) (laughs) I had to get that off of seven. Um, But, no, underneath they wanted to write amazing as a bit of a pun underneath, but unfortunately my sister forgot that you have to do the mirror image of the text. So when they went to put it on the shirt, it was backwards. It's so. mother. <laughs> <laughs> it's lovely as well. So I had to leave that out. Well, your, parents have, your parents have been a big support. We saw this from the World Cup earlier in the year. Track World Cup back in France three years ago. Has been on the scene ever since. Can we take another quick look at this person in the crowd? Who are we looking at there? Who's that cheering you on? So that is my grandpa. It was actually my first time seeing him here in 12 years and wow. he had come to my World Cup in Milton earlier the year um, and that's after I just won the individual pursuit and he's cheering me on with his walking stick. Oh, <laughs> so fantastic. Cute. Fantastic.
Now, you're back from Birmingham, but you were telling us before you were at Tokyo, you were at the Tokyo Olympics, and what was that like? Because obviously a lot of COVID protocols, you guys had to do tests, temperature tests. What was that like? Yeah, pretty much every morning we had to dribble into a tube so that they could COVID test it, which was a little bit gross, um, and also do temperature checks, and it was quite strict. Um, my teammate actually took her temperature one day and went to enter it, and I think she entered it something like 370 degrees, her hands sweat. <laughs> we were so worried that the Japanese authorities were going to come, like, slide tackle us or something. <laughs> because one of the Aussie cyclists had a fever of 370 degrees. <laughs> so, worrying. <laughs> PPE and oven mitts through there. <laughs> it's amazing. Well, Maeve, congratulations again on those medals. I guess the question is, where do they go now? Have you got somewhere at home for them? Look, I'm going to need to get some kind of cabinet or something because I don't really have a spot for them. They're just really? going to have to go in my room oh, or something. Yeah. You, could, you could gift them to some New Zealanders. Um, <laughs> 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 I was going to say, there's a bit of room in the Cheap Seats Trophy cabinet. We'd be more than happy to but mate, all the best you've done. Country really proud, and thanks for coming on the show. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, would you please thank Maeve Plume? Yeah. We're back. You're on the cheap seats. It's time for viewer feedback. Exactly. You can get in touch with us anytime on our socials below. And a lot of people have been getting in touch with an international look-alike. See if you can guess who this is. It's the Italian runner saying he's got bigger shorts. So that's good. I think what he says translates to please stop sending me cheap seats clips. <laughs> Interestingly, his hair was a bit shorter than mine. I don't know if we can see him again. What a striking young man that is. <laughs> Too close. <laughs> well, it's almost time for us to go. There's an NCIS rerun yes. coming up, so but huge. Over, over the ABC, they have to change shows manually. With Sarah Ferguson. Welcome to the program. That is how they do it. Changing tabs. There's an art to perfecting the sign-off. Jess Rendell from the ABC takes the time to do some notes. And that's ABC News to the moment. Stay with us now. Sarah Ferguson is up next with 7.30. Good night. Whoa! Yeah. Insight from Nine News Melbourne when they didn't turn the mics off quite quickly enough. Good advice. <laughs> Thanks, Maddie. And that is Nine News for this Sunday. Have a great evening. Good night. Yay. <laughs> Yay. Whereas on Nine News Sydney. That is Nine News for this Monday. I'm Peter. <clears throat> Here I go again. <laughs> that frog. I'm Peter Overton. <laughs> The other one was Pitt here. He's been eating frogs, so... <laughs> Mind you, you've got to feel for sports presenter Nathan Sperling on 7 News Mackay. I'm getting the sense that he wanted to say goodbye, but he wasn't allowed to. On our page, 7news.com.au. All of us here, have a wonderful weekend. Good night. Good night. Oh. Oh. Good night from Nathan. <laughs> but before we say good night, it's time for... What's What's on in the warehouse? And we turn to the warehouse for the latest healthcare info. I've heard of sensitive skin colour, but what is hypersensitive skin? Hypersensitive skin is, well, hypersensitive. Great. <laughs> so in 
No need to spell it out. E L K A T A C H. We'll see you next week right here in the Cheap Seat.